You are now entering the fifth dimension. Welcome back, fellow weirdos, to yet another installment of the Fifth Dimension Podcast. My name is Juan, and over there is my brother and fellow co-host slash master hater of all things, Luis. Mm -hmm. Yo, what's up, you weirdos? Uh, how's, how's everyone? How's everyone doing right now? So, Luis, this is a unique episode in that we, we're going to be completely transparent with our audience. We didn't script this one out. I mean, most I mean, with podcasts, I mean, you could script... We go, we roughly use a script for most of the things yeah. that we do, and we mostly just go off of whatever feels good, you know, at the time. Um, but I, I, you know, I think it's kind of more of a professional take to use an, a guide or an outline, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That way you have a structured episode, right? Absolutely. I think we're going to use this episode to really do a, a look back. And a a kind of a quick uh, a not a quick reflection but a reflection of our progress so far, man. Because when we first started, you gotta admit it was all kind of rough. Yeah, I mean, again, we we started the episode. We started season one, episode one. Kind of just we just threw ourselves in there, right? Yeah, on we a threw ourselves in the mix, thinking, okay, here's our here's our uh, microphones. Here's our episode. Let's see what we can make out of it. And in the end, I think it was just, it's its a rough episode, right? It's a rough episode, but it's a pilot episode. Yeah, I think all pilot episodes end up being rough episodes. Just kind of like a, a, a taste of what could be, potential of what could be, what it could become. So yeah, I think uh, the, the very first pilot episode was just us attempting it. I do have one thing to say, though, like to the audience or to the listeners out there. I know when you see our logo and you see what the fifth dimension is about, I, I want to know and I wonder what you guys think about what our podcast is supposed to be like or what you think it's supposed to be like. Because in my mind, I'm thinking most of you are thinking, well, maybe they'll talk about the supernatural or maybe they'll talk about mm. you know, strange phenomena, right? Yeah. Being that our name is the fifth dimension, things that are just not not perceived, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Not comprehended, right? But um, I'm curious to know what everybody thinks. Uh, what the fifth dimension should be, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. And no, I think it's a good thing to pull pull that out there to see what folks think about when they look at the title, they look at the logo, and then they go, "What is this thing going to be about?" Um, and I think. When we when we post to all platforms, whether you're listening on Podbean, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, or Spotify, I think the the sh the channel itself it has a pretty good description descriptor of what we probably are, and maybe the episodes are either far distance from that or pretty close to what we describe. Yeah, and again, I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe some or most of the listeners. You know, when they see our or hear our episodes, they're like, "Okay, I like this episode because it talks about this. I, oh, I, I don't feel saying. this one because of this." Yeah. So I think again, we we're not a we're not a like a central focused podcast, right? We're commentary yeah. across the board, political, sports, games. Yeah. You know, um, I think we want to cover all that, right? And I think we're doing a pretty good job with covering everything. 
But again, I'm wondering what the audience thinks or what the audience or listeners, uh, how, how they view the podcast. Yeah, I think we could put that on the Instagram page. So we'll have it out there as soon as this pub, this episode publishes. Um, so, yeah. Because I got to get... tell you, man. I got to tell you. I got to tell you. Some of my some of my favorite episodes are just when we're just shooting the breeze, you know, uh, like the 1v1s. Those are fun to make. And they're, to me, they're fascinating. Fascinating that we can create this little imagination. Uh, we can let, I mean, we can let loose our imagination with the 1v1s with the characters and kind of use our own power scale to let these battles take place. And to me, that's, that's fun. You know, to me, that's fun. I'm not sure how many of our listeners think it's fun, but I'd definitely like to know again. I would like to know. You know what? I'm going to be candid with you and tell you that uh, my favorite episodes have been the ones that stir up a little controversy to that gets us in the mix of what's uh, currently in the, social discussion and and it keeps us kind of grounded on uh the current events of what's happening around the world uh so that those have been my favorite excuse me sir excuse me excuse me if i may but don't you don't you feel like some of the listeners out there might be like you know i'm not i'm you might they might think well i think they think that you know maybe controversial topics is not for them right because they want to stay clear of that they don't want to get into politics or what have you, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess my question to you would be, is it worth it talking about these points? I think so. I mean, and and this is more to, I think the thing that you like writing about or the thing that you like scripting is the 1v1s because it does it does allow for that uh, uh, imagination and, and creativity. Uh, and I think yeah. for me, uh, when it comes to, uh, imagination and creativity is that that's all well and good but uh i think our audience also gravitates to both if that makes sense like they like listening to what we have to say and we they also like listening to some nostalgia based uh nostalgia based characters that uh characters that we we we've re- related to or we know of and we can communicate that um if if you look at our uh, Podbean statistics, and and sometimes I publish that uh, on our Instagram. Is uh, you'll see that we're kind of all over the map. Uh, people really like when we get right into the heat of things, or when we present a one on one on one scenario. Um, Let me ask so- you a question then, since you're doing all the analytics here. Uh, what seems to be the most popular episode? Uh, right now, if you if you look at the two that are the most popular. Was the one we won back? Uh, I want to say back in April, and the other one uh, was the Second Amendment discussion. Those two rat are running neck and neck. Then, and uh, the most popular one was the pilot. People feeling us out. So what you're telling me is that the Second Amendment episode uh, pretty much pulled the highest downloads. Uh, and it's the Second controversial. Amendment. It's yeah. controversial to the point where we're just. I think in that episode, we're just stating where we stand, right? Yeah, exactly. And you're saying people like that? Uh, people are gravitating toward that. Uh, and I think this goes back to media and communication studies when I when I was a graduate student uh, a while back uh, and I, I got my, my master's degree in, in communication is uh, the media doesn't dictate what we like to listen to. 
uh, people gravitate to what they like to listen to. Um, the media kind of is a reflection of the audience, you know? So we have a mixture of uh, people who would be considered nerdy uh, or love uh, things in the fantasy trope, uh, like to use their imagination, uh, but also don't mind being informed or listening to other opinions. I guess what I want to bring up is that, uh, you know, especially with the Second Amendment issue, you know, we we brought up our point and we put for that episode, we just made it clear where we stand. And um, I'm wondering if a lot of the listeners are just saying, OK, yeah, I agree with this. I like it because of this. And it's not so controversial to the point where it's uh, like saying, oh, what's what are they saying that's new or what are they saying that's agitating us or or what are they saying that we like? But it's more like um, uh, it seems like we're just making talking points that everybody, um, I guess, wants to know or wants to hear more about. Uh, I think yeah, maybe I'm thinking maybe just maybe there might be a couple of them out there, a couple listeners that are probably wondering, you know what? I'm totally opposed to what they're saying. And I'm, and I'm, and I just want to listen to see what they're saying just because I have points that uh, are opposed to them. Right. So I, I'm guessing one of two things here uh, is as, as radio broadcasters, as podcasters, as people, as two people that are just putting our message out there, are you curious to know if they're people, if people are liking uh, those episodes or are they ready to come up with their own arguments uh, against what we're saying what we say well here's my thing i i'm not gonna stand i'm not gonna stand with somebody and be like this is a debate bro podcast right i have no want or need to fucking engage with somebody about uh or in debate mm-hmm. uh, because i think i think that art has lost its meaning you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think um, because of debate bros and um, these type of channels and these type of podcasts and this type of uh, outlets, I think people, I think they're, they're they're missing. What's the what's the saying? They're missing the forest or the trees or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Missing the forest or something like that. I think. I think they're missing out what the tool was meant to be Mm. and instead they're just using this they're using debate tactics fallacies and whatnot just to point out things and they want to say they want to seem like oh i I got you or hey you know i'm intellectual like this but i think that art is kind of lost really Mm -hmm. with with it being so saturated with especially in the last 15 20 years with you know on youtube how do you have Oh, you know, this so and so owns this, or so and so owns that in a debate, and it just over the years, I think it's lost its its meaning. It's it's, I think there's, it's it's kind of like a lost art, where people are just abusing it now and thinking they're intellectuals that way. But uh, so I guess to your, uh, my response to you would be, um, I have no wish, I have no need or want to debate anybody with points. You know, like I mentioned earlier, we made our stance and this is where we think. 
And uh, I won't engage with somebody just because they think they want to be a, a great debater or they think they're going to change my mind. Uh, my mind's already set. And, you know, I think these little debate bros, I think they're just, they like to argue in bad faith, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, they're, to me, they're not, they're not trustworthy. They're not, they're not worth my time. Yeah, I, th I think what you're getting at is is the kind of toxic area of podcasting. Uh, and what I guess a, a good segue to that, because uh, our reflection period here, looking back, like every episode we've published, we've published 14, if you can believe it, Luis, we've, we've published 14 episodes. And every single one of them have been either a, a huge kind of draw of audience, or they're a little bit on the lukewarm side, but gain traction later on. Which is mm -hmm. which is which is fascinating to me. I think uh, when we talk about this, uh, so for, I'll, I'll throw this out there: the one v ones, for example, right, uh, where we just kind of use our creativity. The first one v one kind of gained traction pretty quickly. It, it gained that momentum pretty fast. Then you saw the uh, the second one, uh, the Chrono Link. That one uh, is gaining. It's it, it's 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 gaining, but it's very very slow. And then mm -hmm. you you have uh, episodes like Second Amendment where we uh, throw out our opinion, right? We we talk about gun gun ownership and what that, that means to us and how it relates to us. Um, and then you have episodes. Uh, I'm trying to think of like the the country music uh, controversy and uh, various other ones like that, where either people download it, listen, and don't give us the feedback quite yet, or maybe they're they're listening to it and they're like, maybe they have a point here. Um, but yeah. every single one of them, again, we we. And this is to make it clear to our audience, we put our opinion out there. This is this is our opinion, right? Our opinion and and our our thoughts and our processes and how we what we think. And if that's to be challenged, we 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 welcome it. I think we would uh, definitely wouldn't put a platform to say, "Well, debate me," right? We wouldn't definitely do that. Fuck no. But fuck uh, no. definitely, fuck no. But I I for one will not do it. I don't know about you, man. Maybe you feel the same about these little debates, quote unquote debates. I, I think they're just in bad faith and they're just, they're not, it's lost its meaning, man. That tool has lost its meaning. Yeah. Yeah. I won't do it. Would you? You know, uh, there was a time where I thought I, I, I'd want to argue or uh, be combative uh, with a person, uh, especially when it, uh, when it deals with like, uh, social issues, uh, the gun debate, and even the social issues. I'm now, I'm now learning, and this is this is just through TikTok, mind you. TikTok has has uh, really made me aware of the debate bro tactics and how uh, the intent is to upset you, to make you to react. The intent is never oh, to yeah. argue in good faith. It's it's solely made to gaslight oh. yourself and put uh, box you into a corner. Uh, because, yeah, th these debate bros don't know how to argue nuance and they don't know how to argue with context. Instead, they want to uh, box things in and, and put things in a binary of yes or no, yes or no questions, which I think would frustrate anybody, right? Because you're saying, well, it's not as simple as a yes and it's not as simple as a no. There's a, there's an area in between where that question exists. Yeah. I mean, again, let me hit uh, this area in... I guess, debates and fallacies where as soon as you say something, everything will become a straw man or a 
ad hominem attack or any one of the 19, I think 19 fallacies, and they'll just pull it out of their ass and say, oh, you guy got you here, or nope, it's this and that. And really, again, the debate has lost its meaning to me. And mm. as long as I think, as long as we have our opinion and our opinion is, uh, as long as our p- opinion is founded on, uh, well, in my opinion, as long as it's founded on uh, humane and, prog- and progress, I think we're on the right track. Absolutely. Humane, humane reasonable progress. Absolutely. We're on the right track because I am. I even know what. I have no need or want to talk to these fuck, fucking idiots. I think, uh, and that's and that's a good point. I think uh, trying to debate somebody who is wanting uh, just uh, just to put their word in there and just to, um, I guess, troll. Uh, the the re- the word I'm reading now uh, through TikTok is called dunking. They want to be able to dunk on someone and, and just get the sound clip and the sound bite, and they're, they're happy with that. Yeah. Uh, that's the yeah, you're right. I think uh, debate has lost a lot of its meaning, uh, and especially. But you you have to acknowledge right that the TikTok debate bros format uh, is very reflective of the current political climate that's happening not only in DC but even in our state uh, houses and representatives and and all of that where people are just aiming for the soundbite. Yeah, they're not looking for uh, both sides. Can I mean you could pretty much say both sides are. No longer looking for a truth here. Instead, they're just looking for their truth, and that's it. Yep. And um, again, I say, if it lies within humane, reasonable progress, I think it's good for the most part, right? Absolutely. For the most part. Um, granted, I know there's some things that are like, hey, like you said, hey, sometimes you just got to grind things out, and some of the topics are just really that tough. And you know, it gets heavy. And that's when, and again, that's when it takes two grown ass people, two adults, to think about solutions, and not just, well, I'm I'm debate bro, and this is my tactics. And uh, to me, that's just it's no longer a suitable way of dealing with things anymore. Maybe it used to be in the past, but not anymore. And I know I'm beating a dead horse with that, but that's just how I feel about this this thing in particular. Debate is just. It's a great tool, but it definitely lost a lot of meaning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, as we think about what we are presenting on the podcast and what we talk about, uh, it's important to note like uh, how we uh, present ourselves and always understand to our, to our audience, wh- whoever's listening, um, understand that this is, right, we present you with our opinion, our angle, what we perceive, uh, our perception of reality. Uh, yeah, like... Um... Um, like peso pluma, he's fucking terrible. Right <laughs> now, I will. I'm gonna push you back, Luis, because I, I've talked to a lot of. Uh, so you know that I work at uh, Colorado State. I, I've talked to a lot of students. Uh, the pushback here I've, I've gotten because I I remain neutral with peso pluma. I, I really, you know, his music doesn't bother me at all. Uh, but Gen Z has reminded me that they have re- peso pluma has been has allowed them to enjoy corridas. And regional Mexican music. Corridos. Los, cor- los corridos. So it, it it's almost like this this reinvention of a genre. Um, because you could keep the traditional stuff, 
but it's, it's special pluma's generation that's saying we're reinventing it we're re we're we're refreshing it if you will yeah listen I, i'm not gonna again i'm not gonna fight that it's true no matter what no matter what happens uh new artists are gonna pop, pop up and they're gonna make their music yeah so I realize that I'm the old man shaking his fist, right? I'm the old man <laughs> shaking his fist. But again, just because that's the reality, I'm the old man shaking his fist now at the new, the new people's music, right? The young people's music. Yeah. Um, it doesn't. It, that, that still doesn't change the fact that that style of corrido is fucking ass. And, and that I is. In- I don't care. I don't care if it's the gen z's music that's fine you can own your trash bro i'm not taking it from you <laughs> keep your trash keep your you know the trash. young the young ones are going to point back and say then keep your trash yeah absolutely keep it over there I'll keep my trash that's fine <laughs> you see the difference between us oh the difference gosh. between us yeah uh, is that um I, I can acknowledge that yeah of course i'm i'm the guy I'm the guy who has his own trash. Now I'm the old man shaking his fist and say, you young whippersnappers and your fucking music. Um, and I, I think, I think, yeah, I could be the one just shaking my fist again. But I think overall, I think most people will say, yeah, that movie's fucking trash, bro. That's fucking, again, he sounds like a fucking dying cow. His, I mean, his band, I'll give his band credit, like I said before. But that guy's voice is fucking horrendous, bro. It's fucking awful. You know, and um, I, I want to say, I think we, I think we shower mediocrity with a lot of respect and uh, admiration, right? Mm. We're almost like at admiring mediocrity at this point. Mm-hmm. And if if you don't want to accept that, hey, that's fine. That's fine. Again, that's my point of view. If you don't like it. Uh, fuck you. Um, and you can tell me the same. And guess what? I'm still going to keep on trucking. And you're going to keep on trucking. Yeah. The master hater at work. Uh, Luis, we're also in the middle of the. So we're. Hold we, on, hold on. Let me whoa, say whoa, another one. Whoa, Let me say another whoa. thing, bro. You're not done yet. Nope. I'm not done, man. You got me started now. Let me say something else, man. Let me say something else. And it, it, it's, it's, it's in regards to football. Right. Ooh. I know we're in week two, week three, and oh my God, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, here he goes. Oh shit! Everybody, buckle in. Here he goes. I hear you, fucking uh, Cowboys fans, say, "Yeah, fuck yeah! Look at us, we're making it." Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll acknowledge that too. They're because good. Been, they've been trying for at least two years. Well, t- 2016, when they made that push, when Dak came in. That was pretty cool watch to watch like, oh shit, they're actually pushing. They're actually making plays and moves that you know the organization needs. And then for a while they would just hit a fucking wall where they just weren't doing anything else. But these last two years, you could see that they want to push for more wins. And they've been getting closer to what, yeah. 10 plus wins every season. Yeah, they have been. So I'm not gonna take that away from the team. But again, the fans, fuck you. Obnoxious motherfuckers! <laughs> Here come the cowboy fans. You, you obnoxious motherfuckers! <laughs> you know, win, win or lose, bro. Win or lose, they show you their true colors, 
obnoxious idiots. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I mean, yeah, you got to yeah, give it to them, though. Luis, like you said. Well, what's your team, man? The Saints, okay? I like the Saints. You know, whatever. They don't I'm have a, a Panthers fan over here. You know, I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> I think uh, that I'm just a Panthers fan. I'm a Panthers fan over here, so I I know suffering when I see it. Um, Hey, didn't the Saints beat the Panthers? Shut up. Just just don't bring it up right now. (laughs) I'm going to hate on you, too. (laughs) Listen, uh, the Panthers have been trying a lot of of things offensively. Um, Have we let a lot of things go? Absolutely. Have we made some stupid moves like uh, Baker Mayfield? Yes, absolutely. Hiring him was the wrong move. Uh, we cycled through a lot of quarterbacks last year. Uh, was thinking Sam Darnold was it, and he wasn't. And then uh, now we're betting it all on Bryce Young, and he had a he had a high high ankle sprain this past week. So now we're putting in Andy Dalton. Wow. So that that's the story of the Panthers, man. But let me enjoy my misery, please. Let me just enjoy this misery. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even. I was gonna attack you, but I think just being a Panthers fan is uh, an insult by itself. So I'll leave you. Alone. Uh, okay, okay, Mister. I, Mister. Former Patriots fan, leaving Patriots to the Saints. Okay, I, I hear yeah. you. I hear hey, you. I have a story behind that. You know. Well, and we, I think our fans would love to hear that because you were a former Patriots fan, and now yeah. you're a Saints fan. Which, yeah. for a lot of fans, they they stick to one team and they stay with them for a while. Or they decide like that team is not for them anymore and they move on. Uh, let I'd love to hear your because you quit in the midst of the Tom Brady legacy, the the the, um, the legacy there. Yeah, you know, I quit. I quit at the end of his legacy, really. Um, but you know, uh, I guess this is a two-edged sword, right? Because I can say, unlike you, fucking other buffoons that stick with one team, uh, Dallas Cowboys fans, um, <laughs> I can oh say God, I can progress. This. And I could change, because that's the that's the flow of everything. It change. Okay. okay. I mean, you know? and that's and that's fine. Uh, to me, that's fine. Yeah. And the reason I gave up, or the reason I gave, the reason I gave up on the Patriots, right? And some people will say, "Well, if you were really a fan, you would stay with them." So I guess you're not loyal. And to that, I gotta say, "Fuck you," right? I don't have oh to stay with one team. You know, I'm not a fucking simpleton like you. Uh, Listen, whoa, Dallas whoa, Cowboys. whoa! You're, you're trying to come up with a simpleton now, Jesus! Yeah, Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, th- things change, and when I saw that Super Bowl with Atlanta Falcons and New England Patriots, and how the Patriots were down, and I thought Atlanta was going to take it, I was like, you know what? I I was even rooting for for fucking Falcons to take it, and when I saw that game turn around so quickly, I knew that something was like. Is this what everybody was talking about? How fucking Brady cheats or something like that? That's the first time I even I looked at I looked at the game and I looked at the Patriots and said, "Are they really fucking?" Because there's no fucking way, bro. There's no way that they came back from that deficit. I think it was like a twenty-three point deficit or something. And it was at that point I realized, nah, man, I I'm not done with that. That's bullshit. Atlanta should have had that, man. Um, um so I think watching that game. It was just, it, I saw the light. Let's put it that way. I saw the light, and I couldn't stay with the team. I just couldn't stay in behind them, and I, and I changed to the to the New Orleans Saints, you know. And the reason I went to the Saints or I became a Saints fan uh, was solely because they're in the South, you know, 
and they're your rivals, right? Ah. They're Panthers rivals. So I was like, you know what? Let me go to the Saints. That way, whenever the Saints and Panthers play, that could be like a rivalry between me and Juan. And that'd be good. All right. But that, that's the story right there in, in a nutshell. I Damn. gave up on the Patriots because I saw that they were fucking, well, in my opinion, I saw the light and I didn't, I didn't like what it was showing me. And I had to move. I had to change. Yeah, you had to change. Okay, no, that, that makes sense. I I can respect the the move and the change. I think for some of us though, is sticking with the one team. Uh, I, so I'm gonna be honest with you with with the Panthers. It was uh, remember when we played uh, NFL Blitz, the the harder version or not the harder version? What would I, what do I want to call it? There, it was like the arcadey version of uh, yeah. Madden. Man, I I really liked. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I like the the Panthers uh, color scheme. Uh, and the the teal and, and black, I was like, damn, that's a that's a damn solid uh, color. Uh, they are a brand new team. You want to? I'm gonna go for the Carolina Panthers. That's gonna be my team. Yeah. So you know, I mean, I can't imagine anyone any one team that has had more heartbreak than you guys, man. You know, it was the Super Bowl back in the uh, early 2000s. Uh, I remember distinctly. We went to uh, one of our friends' house to watch that Super Bowl. And yeah. I remember it was the Panthers and the Patriots. And I remember the heartbreak. It was close, though. It was so close. And then uh, the Broncos, not too long, in 2016, seven years ago. That was, geez. That one, man, I could, it was fully scripted for Peyton Manning to win that last one. Uh, oh, Cam, yeah. Cam was never the, the same since. No, I feel bad for Cam Newton, man. After that game, he was just, like you said, it wasn't the same. Yeah, and he hasn't been the same. And of course, again, it's like you're looking at the NFL, and it's, it seems so scripted. Like there's no way. Of course, Peyton Manning was retiring, and you know he needed to have that ring and to ride off into the sunset, right? Yeah, yeah, With yeah. A, like, yeah. Champion, and it's just I don't know. It gave those vibes, and I was like, that's trash. That's trash. And I felt bad, so bad for Cam Newton, man. He deserved that championship. Absolutely. I, I felt like, it, yeah, that, that was his to win. And unfortunately, that did, that's not how it panned out. Um, uh, speaking of football, I, I, I think in the last episode, we were referring to fantasy football a little bit. You ribbed oh, me yeah, a little yeah. bit for not having the best of records. But uh, just how is of, your record, by the way? Right well, now? I'm one and one with the CSU Health Network League. Uh, and I am uh, 0 2 <laughs> with the, with the, uh, with the other league, the one that I've been with the longest. So, uh, 0-2. And uh, get this, Bryce Young is one of my starter quarterbacks. So, this is a two-quarterback league. I had to already sub him out for Andy Dalton because the other quarterbacks that I have, I can already tell they're, they're not going to be any good. Damn, man. Well, I would offer my services and try to help you out, but I don't know, man. Do you want me to help you out? Yeah. I'm sending you screenshots and stuff. I, I check it. I don't do much, right? I do some research where I just look at, um, I look at the past, what, two, three years. I look, I try to look at some averages, you know, try to do some basic math shit. And I, I try to see what's good for you, what you have for what you have. Right. And that's pretty much how I make my decisions when it comes to choosing a player. Uh, and sometimes the, the matchups, right. Sometimes the matchups are just like, Hey, 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 you know, sometimes you just got to go with your gut feeling. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, when I say I do some research, that's what I mean. As I just go back two or three years, see what averages looks like for each player uh, against that specific team, and that's what I pretty much do. So your research method is a little bit more advanced than I do. I'm just looking at the aggregates of each uh, and make a kind of gut call of whether or not I should start them. Um, but I think, as as you can already tell, for this, uh, the competitive, both leagues are competitive. I'll just say that. But this one, the, the one that have been the longest, it's, uh, God, it's sometimes hard to predict when a player will do well and well enough to to beat the other team. Yeah. Again, I, I consider those, uh, what is it, X-Factor matchups? Mm-hmm. where they'll just, I don't know, where just get you points. But I, I think you're totally right. I think in, in many cases, it's just so unpredictable. But it, it, could, it also can be. predictable. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So we'll see, man. Hopefully uh, I can turn this team around. I'll start sending you the the weekly lineups and stuff. Well, shit, uh, hey, uh, I, I know you sent me uh, – uh, some player information and what you're doing with your roster. I think we chose what? I think we, I think we agreed on your quarterbacks, right? I believe so. Yes. See, we agreed on your quarterbacks. I said you have to change both running backs. Yeah, you said the running back uh, game is a little bit weak. It's very uh, weak I, on your side. I look. I looked into the waiver, and the strongest quarterbacks were already snatched up. Somebody outbid me on that, and then we mm-hmm. had the. Uh, Defensive special teams, we had uh, the Chiefs as our primary uh, target to go get. Uh, unfortunately, See, I was outbid for that one, too. Oh, man. See, I, the thing I hate about fantasy is that it's game to game, really, right? You you could play, if you have a starter, a star player that's just going to do well no matter what, on average, yeah, start them every fucking time. But I think a lot of the times you look at the players and the positions – and the teams that they're, they're going against. And you should be able to like, oh, shit, I got to switch out here, right? Yeah. And I know you can do that. But, oh, man, to me, it just seems like there's more of that going around. Or that there's more of that that should be going around, you know? Absolutely. Playing this player over this one and having, and having the ability to change them um, whenever you want to because, you know, you know X, Y, Z reasons or whatever, whatever you want. But... I think for the most part, uh, depending on the team that you're going against, I say, yeah, man, you got to change them out. You got to swap quick. But absolutely, I don't know. You've played more. You've played this game longer than I have, so I don't know, man. I just try to help you when I can. Yeah, and I'll send you those lineups, man, just so you you can see what's going on and you can give me some feedback. But uh, other than that, it, that's been years oh, of playing ends. fantasy. Tight yeah. ends, man. Yeah, those got to change too, man. No, I got uh, one of the best. I've got uh, Goddard, and I've got uh, recently I picked up uh, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Well, shit. We'll see, man. I'll I'll wait for your, I'll wait for your roster when you send it to me. I'll, I'll right. give it a quick look, man. All right. Not saying that I'm the end all be all fantasy god here. I'm just saying I would I would like to see and see what we can do, man. Absolutely. Uh, so let's see. We covered a lot of things on here already. Um, this was kind of, uh, I'll say, like I said, from the beginning, uh, a shoot from the hip type of podcast. We just wanted to sit down with our audience and get a, get a feel out or get, get a feeler, right. Of what are people thinking? How are you receiving our podcast? Uh, some of the feedback that we got has been very, very positive. We appreciate you. Every single one of you that listens, 
Um, yeah. And yeah, we'd just like to know like uh, some of the topics that we've covered. Is it hitting home for you? Is it something that we shouldn't cover anymore? Uh, We'd like to yeah. know which ones you like the best. Absolutely. Also, keep in mind, and and this is and this is more for us, Luis. Is uh, the topics that we choose to publish, uh, that's going to be up to the audience to to know and to understand if they want to continue listening to that, and that are based on our metrics alone. We could say this 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 episode did not land, and we're never covering the subject again. Mm. Yeah. The aliens one was kind of responsive, though. I will say that. Really? Yeah, and got some engagement on there. People were uh, uh, downloading and listening to that episode. And the the other one was, um, uh, I, I can't remember it now. The Taylor Swift one? Yeah, uh, I think that was Maria's favorite. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. Well, I personally like these 1v1s. They're very fun to make. And it just definitely gets the creative juices going, and it's fun. All right. And totally get that. It's 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 controversial in a fun way and not in a political or any other type of way, you know, and that's why I like them. But hey, I think, I, I think yeah. a question for the audience or the, our listeners, uh, give us some suggestions, maybe uh, suggestions on characters or, you know, the characters. That, yeah, characters you'd like to see on a one on a v one and uh, we'll put them through our power scale and we'll see who wins. Send I like that a, idea. Send us your suggestions. Yeah, that'd be great. I like that idea. All right, man. Well, it's coming up on time. We said we'd have 30 minutes. Uh, you want to sign us out? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, unless you want to talk about something else. Uh, did we forget something? Uh, I'm looking through our notes to see if there's anything, but I not. I think we covered the gist of it. Oh, I did want to make a note. So with the Chrono and Link battle, uh, when we said that we were going to give one point for just, what was it, uh, human or above human? Yeah. And I gave Chrono five, 0.5, man. Damn. So, I was like, wait a minute, where does that put him? <laughs> um, but I think, I think everyone will get the gist that the only reason I did that was that I think I think it's clear that Link can outwit Chrono. Uh, what is it? Nine times out of ten, right? I I would think so. I would think so. Like, I guess what I meant to say for that point is his battle IQ. You know, his mm. technique. I think Chrono's techniques and his and his uh, his fighting prowess is great, but his battle IQ was, was was lacking and that's what did him in. Mm -hmm. That's what I meant by point .5. Maybe just battle IQ. Okay. I just want anybody out there to think, man, what happened to Chrono? Dude? What did you guys do to him? Because believe it or not, who, who was it? I think uh, someone said that like, hey, what the hell? Chrono's supposed to win that shit. Yeah, I think uh, because of uh, Chrono's size, I think, that the justification was made that he's a little bit stronger um, I don't know. Have you been getting some of those uh, videos I sent you about uh, our artist interpretations of, of Link? Link is just such much more agile. Like you got Chrono, who's a little bit stocky. Uh, his movement really dependent, like you said uh, in that previous podcast. Uh, any deadly combos are dependent on on other people, 
yeah, can he can he do techniques on his own? Absolutely. He can probably um go toe-to-toe toe -to -toe with the best swordsman. But I feel like Link, having learned from a lot of battles, learned from uh how to take down a mystical creature like Ganon, uh has allowed him to be a little bit more uh, agile, to be more aware of his surroundings. You know what? Uh, I think, I don't know if it was Fernando or somebody that said, hey, you know, you, you guys put Link versus Chrono, but do you guys forget about Ryu from Breath of Fire? Ah, do you remember Breath of Fire? Yeah, I do remember Breath of Fire. I think it was Fernando. Someone suggested it. Like, why don't you put uh, Link versus uh, Ryu from Breath of Fire? And um, I don't know, man. Link, I think he has, what is it? His in, just his battle IQ or intelligence and his uh, agility it's, by itself is just, it, it just causes so much problems to any other type of swordsman, right? Yeah, it does. So I think, I hate to say it, but maybe Ryu would suffer the same fate. Hmm. That is a very uh, Unless he <laughs> controversial into take. A dragon. I, I thought Ryu was a, a little bit more experienced, though. And we're we're talking about Ryu from Breath of Fire, uh, Breath as you of Fire, said. Yeah, well, uh, he, has he has that ability to turn into. Oh well, now now we're getting sidetracked. Is this a future one v one? It feels like this is a future one v one. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I said, I'd, I'd rather hear uh, listener suggestions and see what. They Absolutely. Say. This was. I think this was Fernando's suggestion. I don't think he. I don't think he agreed that. Uh, Link beating Chrono was a good uh, was a good one. Uh, but he's like, man, try Ryu, punk ass Link. I think that that would be very close. That would be very very close. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think so. Maybe I don't know. I think I, whatever I think they, it is. Yeah, go ahead. No, that I was just gonna say the same thing. I don't know. It's very rough to predict this one because. Because Ryu does have that ability to turn into a dragon. And if he does that, it's over, right? It's pretty much over. Because those attacks, those dragon attacks are fucking crazy in the game. Absolutely. And as agile as, as Link is, you can't run away from fucking multiple lightning strikes all over the fucking place. It's just not going to happen. So, I don't know. It's a tough matchup. Um... But I don't think it's going to be the next one. I don't think so. I'd rather see what everybody else says. All right. Uh, Luis sticking to the democracy. <laughs> the de democratic approach. All right. Yeah. Remember, what is it? Humane, humane, reasonable progress. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope that uh, this podcast continues to elevate your thinking, elevate your mind. Whether it's uh, just playing along with us in these 1v1 scenarios, which Luis absolutely loves, or thinking about uh, topics that are go under the radar, or maybe they're right there in our faces, but we just never hear the other side or never get the other angle. I think this is the podcast that continues to do that, is cha challenge our perception, challenge the way we think, and challenge our perception of reality. Bringing you from the depths of hell, which is corridos tumbados. Jesus. Still with it? I'm still with it, man. I'm not going to let that shit go. That shit's for pendejos. All right, you old pendejo. Sign us off.
<laughs> yeah, you young whippersnappers and your music. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, again, you know, I'm not totally, I'm not totally against your guys' music, you know, I, I like to fuck around with shit, but, um, and especially, with, well, especially with that type of music. Luis just likes to stir the hornet's nest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we say, I say this at the, every, at the end of every podcast, but I think it's very important for everyone, every individual to realize the, re- the realization of reality. Um, and I say that as someone who constantly tries to practice mindfulness on a day-to-day basis, right? It's difficult, man. This idea of being aware uh, at, at moment-to-moment is very difficult, and it takes practice. I think if each individual, each listener will just work on their levels of consciousness and awareness, you know, that maybe, maybe we can become a better society and a better world uh, if we do. Absolutely. And folks, the Bulletin of Atomic Scientist has the Doomsday Clock currently set at 90 seconds to midnight. Let's make it a real effort to be a little bit more conscious of one another. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you. And let us be conscious that Corridos uh, Tumbao suck. I had to get the last word in, didn't you? I had to. Please like, share, and subscribe to the Fifth Dimension Podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. The Fifth Dimension Podcast is Fernando and Jose Rivas, Consultants. Luis Rivas, script supervisor, music composer, music performer, and co-host. Juan Rivas, producer, pre- and post-production editor, and co-host. The Fifth Dimension Podcast is a production of the Authentic Voices Network, LLC.